Fantasy managers, hello and welcome back to the FPL Addicts podcast. As you can see on the screen here, we have got a jam-packed panel today. It is the maximum amount of numbers as Chaz is doing there. The, the raise the roof, the synonymous raise the roof uh, on the FPL Addicts panel for the season. So we are back for our Game Week 12 preview show, which is sponsored by Bonus Bank. And if you're new around here and you're watching along live or listening uh, in another time, please give the video or podcast some love with a like, rating, review, or a subscription as well. As I said, we've got all six of us on the podcast today. So if it does go to utter chaos, please do bear with us. Um, we will do our best to get our points across and everything. So we will get right into it today, boys. Game week 11 just ended. Um, it's obviously the first midweek game week of the season, I'm fairly certain, right? So it's coming thick and fast now as it gets closer to the World Cup. Only, I think, six game weeks to go. And then we'll be uh, soaking up in the sun over here in, in Melbourne, but uh, getting a little bit chilly for the, uh, the two English lads on the podcast, Reedy and Rev, in England. But we'll get right into it. We'll review some of game week 11. Rev, do you want to start off? Um, you had a very interesting team. Finding out that you had Kepper in your team was uh, one of the highlights of the, the game week for me personally. But you had, you've had you got on the document here two good and two bad assets. You've got Kepper and Gwehi as your two good ones. So uh, talk us through them. Yeah, cheap and cheerful seems to be the way to go when, when we're picking assets at the back especially for these next couple of game weeks. Uh, I did take a minus four for Kepa, just because, to be honest, I was sick of all, all of the stick that I was getting, <laughs> just for, for still having uh, Ward and Iverson. So, <laughs> so I was just like, you know what, sack it, and, and he, he repaid. He repaid, he, he got bonus points, he got save points, it was great. And then Gwehi, um, you know, some people were going for other Crystal Palace defenders. I just think Gwehi was the most nailed, just most likely to get 90 and so, um, you know, that there are other people on this uh, panel who experience the full force of Crystal Palace defenders getting subbed off before their time. Uh, thoughts, Elliot? Thoughts? Tarek Mitchell um, was not even the, the cheapest Palace defender that I could have got. And I could have gone with Gwehi and just, you know, he was 4.3, I think, at the time when I got Mitchell in. So the thing is, you've got to get, get Gwehi games just, just for Ollie, you know? Ollie, Ollie loves the anyone that the Ollie's anyone that Ollie's had in his team is staying as far away from mine as possible, <laughs> mate. That was that was my thought process behind it. So I thought, you know, Mitchell, he was a, he was a cult hero two seasons ago when he first burst onto yeah. the scene for Palace. He was great. Um, I'd watched a little bit of Palace. He was good when he played us. Um, and I thought, you know, four point five. I'll pay the extra point two million up until the World Cup. Um, see what he can do. And of course, he got dragged after 55 minutes in the, the game that Palace do end up keeping a clean sheet. So just just typical FPL, isn't it? Yeah, obviously it wasn't the most exotic trans transfers going from Trent Alexander-Arnold to Gwehi and Iverson to, to Kepa. You know, like very, very boring, yawn-worthy transfers. But I feel like they paid off in the end. And uh, unfortunately, I do have my team just like a few of us, um, you know. Um, so I'm sorry if I'm cutting out. By the way, um, apologies for that. But um, yeah, Madison, bit of a bit of a pain, and also Raheem Sterling again, just a bit of an XG merchant. Reminds me of when I had um, Adama Traore in my team last season. Brought him in because all of his expected data was there, and his fixtures was about to turn. And um, same with Sterling. Brought him in, and he's just not got the end product. 
He definitely doesn't. Um, you know, if you watch him play, you know, he does all the right things and then just uh, all goes to to pot when he gets, uh, you know, six yards out from the goal even. It usually goes to, to crap for Raheem Sterling, but he does it when it matters for England. So he can do all he wants wrong in a Chelsea shirt. As long as he does it right in a, a three-line shirt, that's all that matters to me, um, as we are obviously edging closer to the World Cup. So if he can find some form before then, it would be lovely. But um, yeah, you definitely had two good and too bad there. But um, Kepa, big surprise. He put on an absolute clinic, um, made world-class saves. The triple save that I saw, um, the save from Ings's header, you know, it was like a, a brand new goalkeeper. Um, you know, they obviously paid big money for him a while ago and he didn't look like he was going to be worth it. But, you know, they definitely got their money's worth in that game, didn't they, Rev? Yeah, man, to- totally, totally agree. Couldn't couldn't be happier that moving forward, I don't have to deal with the shambles. That is Leicester, <laughs> Leicester defence. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's me happy for the next few game weeks at least. Yeah, I've been freed from the shackles of the, uh, the the two Leicester goalkeepers. 11 game weeks into the season, albeit, but, um, you know, better to be freed from them than to not be freed from them at all. Reedy, Liverpool finally getting the win that they really needed to sort of kickstart their season and, you know, really get, get moving now. Beating Man City 1-0 at home. Mohamed Salah, what a fantastic goal that was. Yeah, some game, eh? Um, deserved probably more than, more than a 1-0. Um, but Mo Salah, it's it's hard to not say them words. He's back, um, as FPL managers and as 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 a Liverpool fan, um, it was amazing to to just see the fight, the spirit, and um, the team wasn't obviously our our best team. Milner at right back, Gomez centre back. I was expecting the worst, and um, to be fair, Haaland only had two two chances, proper chances anyway. Um, so yeah, fantastic, amazing. Uh, I was absolutely buzzing after the game. Um, and yeah, yeah. Big, big three points for Liverpool. Um, as you mentioned there, Haaland with his first proper blank of the season. Um, you know, it sort of just goes to show that even in the, the tough fixtures, you can go with, you know, different captaincy options. I think really, especially, you know, Harry Kane this week, a lot of people opted to go with him who owned him uh, over Haaland and he obviously rewarded people. But he's definitely flying under the radar, as Chaz was telling us on the last podcast, he's backed Harry Kane in every single game week so far this season. Just hasn't had him in his team at all. But he continues his form, doesn't he, Chaz? Another goal uh, for Spurs, and he is absolutely flying this season as Harry Kane. Oh, I adore him so much. I adore him so much. You just see ever Mr. Consistent. There's not much more you could ask from a great man. He scores goals. Harry Kane scores goals. Very he scores um, goals for funds, gets the assists, just dropping dimes like playing on the basketball court. That's all you need. Yeah. I mean, it's so difficult to fit all these attackers into your team these days. You know, there's Mitrovic, there's Tony, there's Haaland, there's Kane, there's Jesus. But um, Harry Kane is looking like one of the ones that you probably should be having in your team, especially um, for the upcoming game. We will touch on that a little bit later. Um, and as you know, as so many people have said the last time that Kane has actually blanked um, and it was brought up at the FPL social as well was game week one, um, that game at home to Southampton where Spurs, you know, they, they even beat Southampton 4-1, but that was the last time he blanked. So he has been on a, you know, consistent but quiet form because he hasn't been getting too much of the headlines. Um, Ollie, I think, you know, when you've got someone like Haaland in the league, he is obviously taking a lot of the attention away from Harry Kane, but he's ticking along very nicely, isn't he? He is, and it, it works out well for those who um, who did captain him this week, uh, myself included, because everyone's gone with Haaland. Um, you know, all the um, all the fanfares around Haaland and 
those with Kane can, uh, you know, have an outside armband pick who's been reliable for so many years and rockets up the ranks. So he's a quality player. Uh, he's one of my favourites just because of what he's done for England and what hopefully we'll do um, in Qatar in not too long now. It's four weeks away at the World Cup. But, you know, it bodes well, not only for Tottenham, but for England as well, given that um, he's on form. Of course, it was a penalty, but, you know, he's a quality penalty taker. Um, people it wasn't say, a penalty. Come on, mate. Come on. Oh, well, we're going to get into this now. I'm, I'm, salty. I'm sorry. I am, I am salty, bro. I'm salty. Well, I mean, as in, in the literal sense, like the referee awarded the penalty. He stuck away the penalty. And people, people who say pen merchant online mustn't realise how tough it is to actually take a penalty and be good at taking pens. And that's the one good thing about an FPL sense owning Harry Kane is every time from 12 yards, he looks confident. Um, and that well for us. I, t- I tell you what though, Rev, if uh, Pickford's arms were a little bit longer, um, then he might might have got to the ball first. And this is this is what I was saying on Twitter. This is what I was saying. I saw so many tweets saying this isn't a penalty. I said if he had longer arms, if he didn't have dinosaur <laughs> arms, he would have been absolutely fine and got to the ball first. But you know he's got little arms, so he couldn't get to the ball, could he, Rev? Mate, when it comes down to it, he's England's number one, and he is our best keeper. None of this Nick Pope nonsense for you Newcastle whoppers. You know, <laughs> he, 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 he's, he's our best keeper. He's been quality so far this season. I think, um, you know, we, we do have one of the best defences in the league. Obviously, the last two games against United and Spurs, tough, tough fixtures. We expect Ooh. to lose them. But I, I do think going forward, I do have my eye on, on some Everton assets. Hopefully, looking forward to bringing them into my team, getting ready to get hurt emotionally. Going to bring well another as... keeper in? Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I, th- I think it's funny that you mentioned keeper Newcastle Richard, Wolves, Rev, because uh, Newcastle Everton play each other next, so we'll we'll see which keeper and which team come out on top then, and uh, that'll be interesting for the next. Uh, I, I think Gareth Southgate will be present at that game, and and that'll, there will be some decisions. Oh, inside info for sure. Inside, <laughs> you know, personally. Yeah, uh, well, I'd... just like when, when you knew Trent Alexander-Arnold was going to play because of some parcel delivery read a while ago. <laughs> Not heard many stories about him recently, have we? Oh, God, but no. Oh, he's no. fallen off the face of the earth. Did, did he lose his job for us? No, he did, he, he did Steve McManaman the other week, but he's long long retired, so, you know, we'll, we'll leave that one out. Um, but, yeah, it's it's certainly going to be interesting. Well done on the keeper pick, Rev. I mean, the Kepa one, obviously. Brilliant pick, mate. So. <laughs> the, the keeper, Kepa, yeah. <laughs> On a serious note, Rev, you've been talking about that Chelsea pick for about five week, five game, six game weeks. And then you were trying to get him into my wild card, weren't you? Obviously, you tried to yeah. up with the Chelsea assets. But it wasn't a bad shout, but you've been dying for that one, haven't you? I've I've been reaching for a goalkeeper. I've just had other fires to put out. And this, this week, I've just gone, Saki, minus four. Just get the problem over and done with get it out the way <laughs> and obviously this week ward keeps a clean sheet <laughs> <laughs> oh you couldn't write it could you loyalty in fpl mate got to stick with danny ward there mate rev Ooh. rev have you taken a negative 12 for this coming game week that's all i care about um i am currently on a minus eight but i'm sure we'll hear more about that Ooh. in a bit more 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 negative wow. 12 yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will definitely uh, touch on that one a little bit later. Jack, Man United, Newcastle ended up being, you know, goalless draw in the end, nil-nil. As I think you were saying, it was the first time that, you know, there's been nil-nil since, what was it, 2019 or something like that? So, yeah, crazy. 2019. Well, you always expect goals, don't you, in in this game? And I think Newcastle have turned that corner now with, you know, with the, obviously the investment, 
solid manager, uh, consistent manager. Um, the back line has obviously sorted itself out. You've got some great new signings in there. Um, obviously, with the keeper that we've already mentioned, with um, Pope, who's actually a half decent keeper. England's um, number one. England <laughs> currently. Um, <clears throat> so, play United going into that game, we're still obviously United with the changes. I thought it was going to be obviously quite a few goals in this one. And Reedy actually called this one with uh, the clean sheets, saying there wasn't going to be many goals in it. Um, and he, and he, yeah, he's he done right there, to be fair. But traditionally, the game's always had lots of goals. I was keen to see a few, and I think I fell asleep at halftime. Early hours in the morning here, and it wasn't the uh, the most biggest spectacle, was it? So, yeah, shame. Shame for the neutrals. Shame for fans. I think you'll be you'll come away happy with that result. And the assets, obviously, a lot of people are owning trips in there, clean sheets. But maybe maybe it's something about United as well. Obviously, not conceding is also a bonus. Um, you know, we've been horrendous for that over the last couple of seasons. Um, so clean sheet for United assets as well. So it could be something to look at. Yeah, I think it was fairly typical FPL that the the one game that Nick Pope keeps his clean sheet in, um, since a lot of people got him in on their wild cards, you know, four or five game weeks ago, was the one away to Man United, which no one really mm. expected much from him there. But um, we do statistically have the best defence in the league, least goals conceded. Um, that's partly down to, to Nick Pope, Botman, all these new players, Trippier like that we Botman. have brought in. Yeah, Botman's, Botman's class, done well. Mate. Even, even like, he's been great, Annie, to be fair. You know, he's good for yeah. Brighton. He had a massive price tag and he's always he's been great in FPL as well. So I think um, even assets like him, you know, spot on. Cheap. Cheap. That's what they are. They are the, the epitome of an enabler, I think you would, uh, you would call them these days. So... Nil-nil in the end, but um, it certainly wasn't the most boring of games, um, especially in the second half. Man United were really clawing their way back, but nil-nil was the final full-time score for that one. But what about your mate, Joel Linton, as well? Oh, we're not Cross talking about that, To be fair, to be fair... Pet should have got penalty argue. as well. Well, the, to be fair, with the penalty, you lot should have had a penalty as well. So mm. I kind of rule that one out and draw a line under it because I think VAR had a shambles for both of them. Mm. Um, and obviously Fred also missed his open goal as well. So uh, there was uh, a lot of errors in that Still game. But um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a very interesting one in the end. Um, but nil-nil was the full-time score. I'm told there was a, uh, a Gabrielle potential red card this morning. I haven't even had a chance to look at the highlights, um, obviously because of the quick turnaround. But Reedy, I think you know a bit more about me. It was originally given as a red and it was uh, changed to a yellow, was it? Yeah, I, I mean, um, in, in regards to... I wasn't expecting you to come to me on that one because I... I, I know probably as much as everyone else. Yeah, All I, think, I know I is that... Does, that, does anyone know? Does anyone I, know I've seen, seen it pop up that apparently <laughs> VAR and, and Gabrielle have been sent off and maybe a penalty to Leeds, um, but it turned out it was the, the wrong decision uh, by the ref, maybe. So VAR, well, let's get, let's get yeah. some facts here. Rev, uh, do you see it? Yeah. It yeah. Uh, I think... Go on. Go on, it was, it was on. It was a tussle between Gabrielle and Bamford, and so they were having a go at each other um, and... It looked like Bamford had clipped Gabrielle and Gabrielle's then gone back at him and then been sent off. Now, obviously, Bamford had already missed the penalty by this point. Um, and I, my first look thought, I thought, you know, it's a free kick to Arsenal because I thought that Bamford had, had gone at Gabrielle first. But Gabrielle has then overreacted and then been sent off. It was later rescinded. But Bamford had an interesting game because obviously he fluffed his penalty and then he, um, he was antagonising Gabrielle and ended up getting the decision from the referee on field, but VAR then overturned it. It was a really, really strange one. It was a strange game, that one, really. 
Yeah, I think what I want to say about that Arsenal game is like when you look as in, you look as in, and um, they they got the red card overturned, and then um, the 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 penalty was missed as well. So you know, on another day, they're only walking away with one point there, and and I think Arsenal right right now, you know, it's better to be lucky than good, is the old adage, and. Right now they're lucky and good, so I think um, you know once this game week twelve is over, I'm looking to to get all three Arsenal assets straight back as quickly as possible. Chaz has got his hand raised, so I think he wants to uh, comment something about what you've just said. I don't want to intercept while someone's speaking, so I just want to say very very quickly: who did get a clean sheet in that game? Saliba. Let's carry on. There's the obligatory Saliba. From Chaza, it happens every pod, and and he's done it. Yeah, it happens every day, of, mate. Bit of it's a not complete without though, it. Wasn't it? <laughs> it's not a podcast without a Saliba from Chaz. Anyway, Chaz, you want to have a little discussion now about um, the variety in strikers? You want to talk about Dominic Solanke, which um, was definitely a very prolific figure on Twitter just for the past like two game weeks. Everyone's been talking about him. Um, so I'll just let you take it away. You're going to talk about Tony, Mitrovic, Solanke, Kane, all of them. So go for it, Chaz. Yes, that's right. I just like how there's a good variety of options up front now. There's people with Tony, and I was just the last one of the possible six members in this podcast group to actually get him into their side. Mitrovic is back on the score sheet. You have Kane as another solid premium option to complement Erling Haaland. Haaland is the player everyone has in their side. But I've also liked Dominic Solanke as uh, sort of, you could say in a way, a budget option too. He's been really good from a Bournemouth attacking sense and he's got really good fixtures. I like a check for the Cherries heading into the World Cup. And I think he could do some genuine dominance. Fair enough. Um, I mean, he's definitely proved a lot of people wrong. Um, I saw a lot of people saying that, you know, it wasn't worth getting him in. And I think even Ollie was saying, you know, no to Philip being at Billing and everyone. But um, I'm still standing firm and saying that Solanke will not be going in my team um, yeah. for the foreseeable future. Mate, um, I he's, think... a, he's, he's an absolute fraud, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, he, So there's some stats for you, because we love a stat. So in game week six, he got 12 points. He had one shot in the box and one one chance created. And his expected goal goal involvement, so that's a combined XG of XG and XA, it was was 0.2, which and is girlfriend's bit, in there as well, mate. A bit, a bit, I know, yeah. <laughs> you definitely won't see me bringing him in, to, so we can even be me X, you know. <laughs> and then game week ten, you got eight points. He had again one shot in the box and one chance created. So he got eight points off an XGI of 0.3. And then again in game week 11, he had two shots in the box and one chance created. His expected goal involvement was 0.4 XGI and, and still managed 12 points. He, he's he's getting really lucky and the owners can consider themselves really lucky as well at the moment. Yeah, Just from I a think... mathematical perspective, yeah. 
Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think, you know, if you've got the points room in the past three game weeks, then enjoy it. But just don't really expect too much more um, in the upcoming game weeks. And I definitely wouldn't be bringing him in. I think there's definitely better options up top, um, even paying that little bit of extra money for someone like Mitrovic, um, who yeah. Fulham has still got great fixtures coming up. So he's going to be sticking in my team. But we will obviously touch on um, our team selection for next game week later. And has raised two more options. I'll just be very quickly. I also like the options in uh, Roberto Firmino, despite his blank against Man City, but it was a cracking finish from Salah and parachuted from Allison's beautiful foot himself. And Skamaka from West Ham. I really like his next three home fixtures, especially. And he's got his confidence as the hammer up top. It was the Jamaican and Mikel Antonio. I was going to say something else, but it's inappropriate. But now there's Skamaka. Yep, he's doing doing the business for West Ham yeah, and we will swiftly fine. move on to discuss how we went this game week, boys. And we will start at the bottom of the league still. Um, unfortunately, Ollie, you've, you've done well this week, but you're still sitting rock bottom. You couldn't mate. wait to put him back in his place. Come on, mate. <laughs> you know it, boys. 79 points this week. I cannot say anything other than fantastic job because in a game week where you've got 30 three points above the average that is just absolutely unreal so well done to you mate um take us through your team yeah well i said last week the week that i had a good week i wouldn't like parade and celebrate too hard because i've had a shocking start to the year and so i've got to hold to that and i will um but the the good things i do want to say about this 23k game week rank out of over 10 million players is something that i'm taking out of it um a 1.7 million green arrow is also something i'm taking out of it which is berserk that I've got a 1.7 million green hour. I think it only shows, as well as how good this week's gone, it just shows how bad this season's gone, that I've had the capacity to have a 1.7 million green arrow. But I'd love another one. I'd love another 1.7 million green arrow this week, if that's possible. Um, it started with the early game, uh, David Raya, the former Rover, of course, the Blackbird Academy graduate, doing absolutely wonders for me in net. Um, Ivan Tony, uh, they had combined 22 points with those two Brentford players. And I got a set away, really, from there. Um, the Kane captaincy, a lot of people went with Haaland. So that, you know, gave me more chance to get green arrows. Holding on to uh, Ivan Perisic as well. He's been so, so frustrating. He's been so annoying, Ivan Perisic. But finally, my um, my loyalty pays off. Um, and then the, the Man United-Newcastle game, nil-nil, was a perfect result. So literally everything that, well, a lot of things that, you know, could have gone right, did go right. And um, I'm just hoping to uh, to go back and do it again. I can't have one week. I can't be a one-week wonder. I need to uh, go back, have another solid week and keep the momentum going. Yeah, sounds sounds about right, mate. And Dallow, obviously, you know, got the, the nine points for you. He ended up getting all three bonus points. So, you know, Trippier lost out on his bonus point. Um, I think it was the last last minute of the game I was seeing. So he was so close to a bonus as well. But Dallow ended up getting the three for you. So it really was the, the defence and the goalkeeper that, that hit big for you this week, wasn't it? Yeah, so he had the three to Dallow and uh, Raya and Tony took five combined, which was brilliant. Um, but yeah, Dallow has been a really nice one. Good price point. Uh, Kieran Trippier, you know, arguably should have had an assist with that Joel Linton sort of Gormouth scramble, he probably should have scored one of those two. And I think with the second one, um, he probably would have got the assist. Uh, I avoided the fifth yellow, uh, which is very lucky. Still still on four yellows, I think, on Spike. But um, yeah, I, I did avoid it and I, I did pretty well. I think I've um, 
I've gone from from the fourth yellow to you know on the verge of a suspension to scoring a hat trick this week, but it doesn't mean anything if I if I have a bad week this week. Um, so I need to go back and do it again. I need to you know have another solid week, get another green arrow, and then maybe I can you know have cause for celebration then. But I'm not going to toot my horn too much because it's it's only one week, but I'm very happy with it. Yeah, and we might as well mention it now and get it out of the way, boys, because uh, Ollie, congratulations to you. Uh, you are the manager of the week um, for the FPL Addicts Members League. So congratulations to you. Very well done. I'm sure, you know, your, your barren and empty trophy cabinet will uh, have something in it now. So you can uh, put that right up on the mantle and stare at it for the rest of the season because it's the last one that you'll be getting, mate. So yeah. congr- congratulations. As I said, um, you know, that game week rank is, is fantastic. Um, I don't think I've ever seen numbers quite that low for a game week rank for me ever so you smashed it out the park this week so well done to you um full credit goes to you for being the best fpl manager in the fpl addicts members league for this week mate yeah well thank you very much mate it feels really weird hearing you say that i'd never thought that you'd uh that you'd be saying i'm manager of the week but regarding that to cabinet i've got a few players player awards from uh from my football playing days that that can go alongside maybe they were just pity votes i don't know but uh <laughs> But they can. Uh, I've got. A, I've got an FPL trophy to go alongside that now, and uh, hopefully it's not the last one of the season. It, it probably is. Let's face it. But um, but you know, you take what you can get. And um, if you have a look at that league table now, um, I was almost like forty points adrift last week, right? Or thirty points adrift, four points behind you, Reedy. So uh, that's tight you know, in there, isn't it? It Bottom really does the table. It doesn't look great. I'm also four points off Chaz as well. It doesn't look great still for me because I don't want to be on the bottom of the league. But it looks a lot better this week than it than it did last week. It really, really does. And as, as Jack was just saying there, it really is getting competitive. Um, even, you know, for the for the whole league, I'll say it's getting competitive. Reedy and, and No, and it's not. And... No, it's not. Jack's winning it. Just stop it. Jack's winning it all. I think Jack's t- going to... No, nah, he's going to fall off. He's going to fall off in a couple of weeks. Promise you. He's going to fall off. I promise you. <laughs> Give me a big um... World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, Jack will fall off when I stop um, leaking my transfers and he stops copying them. <laughs> Um, in in, in, in the group got to chat, <laughs> got to keep your secrets from now on because uh, you know it's getting competitive. I think post World Cup is when uh things will really start to kick in and the the divides will really show. But still got the a couple issue, of games to go. Well, it's summertime here in Australia in January. I I always have a big January, <laughs> so I can very easily slip. <laughs> After December, going into January, big World Cup, big January, Aussie Open, lot sunshine's out, Coronas are out, anything could happen. You're bound to forget to do a couple of transfers in in that in that month, mate. I think you're definitely bound to do it. So uh, we await for that to happen, and uh, maybe Jack will drop off the top of the league. Reedy, you got 50 points this week, which is uh, another fairly decent score. So take us through your team, mate. Yeah, cheers, L. It was okay. It, it was all right. I mean, I took the minus four, so it's bang on average. I mean, same as last week. I think I got bang on average again. Um, just can't seem to get a, any luck at the minute. I think the Bowen captain was was really bold and obviously brave going against Haaland. Um, there was never any doubt I was doing that. And just so frustrating that Bowen didn't get anything out of that game um, because it would have been, been massive. Um, but yeah, sort of... Main main lot of my points were were from um, the defence. Really happy with you know clean sheets. Saliba got his yellow, but it's not not to be all and end all. And then uh, Ivan Tony just proving that he's um, 
yeah, he, he's he's worthy of being in the Premier League. That finish against Brighton, his first goal was uh, so cute, such a such a great goal. Um, and yeah, he got the twelve points, so that was that was nice. Um, but that was it, really. Nothing else to shout about in terms of James Madison being a. Um, yeah, we all know. Uh, we don't want. We don't want to go there, do we? We don't want to go. Yeah, there. you just you just knew. I think you just knew that one of them would do it, whether it be Jesus for thirteen or Madison for this week. But to do it with one minute left to go was just uh, ridiculous. And I mean, yeah, it's one of them. But uh, McAllister, no points from him. And then Arsenal just boys. On, hey, read it, read it on the McAllister one. What did I tell you on the podcast last week? I'm not sure. Who's on your bench? Who's you on your bench? A lot. I, I'm not, I forget most of the time. But uh, yeah, go on. What on did you bench, say? <laughs> Andreas. Andreas. I went, why have you not started him against Bournemouth instead of McAllister? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not actually kicking myself over that one. It's more Castagna. Are oh, you just saying that? Of course you're kicking yourself. No, 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 no. no. It's more Castagna. And I mean, if I'd have played Andreas, what, three extra points? In the in the grand scheme of things, that's if you well, played Castagna, it would have been four be, extra points. Yeah, it would have been even even further away, wouldn't you? Well, that's um, what I'm saying. Getting dragged into the relegation one. scrap. Yeah, Castagna was the one for me that that I should have probably played. But then again, Madison and McAllister, the fixtures they had and so on, you maybe expect them to get something. It wasn't to be. So um, yeah, I go I go out with um, with fifty points in this game week. So so got to get there sooner or later the, the luck's going to go for me so I'm just 46 trying to stay off the bottom at the moment <laughs> yeah hey, well listen yeah, you and what is it you and Mikey can carry on being transfer friends and I'll uh, I'll just play my own game you know <laughs> Reedy, just Reedy's just hurt game. that that Rev's not telling him his transfers anymore and Jack's not telling Reedy his transfers anymore. He feels excluded here. I think that's what's oh, going on. Reedy's been a busy man, to be fair. We don't we haven't chatted for a few weeks. He's been quite he's been cracking on with his work. You know, that's why he's dropped in these rankings here and you know <laughs> to focus as a real life. Focus on real life. I mean, I think Ollie Switch obviously had an amazing yeah, obviously Ollie had an amazing game week. He's he's absolutely smashed it, so he's catching up. Um and you know, it's tight between really. I mean Rev's not even out 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 of the clear so far. I mean, um, someone could easily, quite easily, ca- catch you there, Mikey. So just keep on going, keep on uh, making the moves. And I think for this game week, there's no Haaland captain, which is great again, because um, it then throws it in the mix of who's who are people going to pick, and there's going to be going to be a few differentials. I think so. That'll be nice. Hey, Brady. Yo, captain C corner's going to be interesting. <laughs> Just well, saying. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna move this way a little bit and just uh, give a little you know hint hint to yeah, you know. yeah that's it get off the get off the pod. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, Jack. He's back. He's back, mate. He's back. Look at him with that crown on the back of his head there. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> King what, have won, what have you won this week? Hey, <laughs> that crown, the crown know, from yeah. Salah on your on your head. <laughs> it's, like Biggie, it's like Biggie Smalls. <laughs> Yeah. For, for those who are listening along on the app, I think we should describe here that Reedy's background picture is a picture of the Egyptian king himself, and then um, Reedy's just basking in the glory that is the Mo Salah one nil win. I think this mm. week he, he's he's in Gloat Town. Yeah, I mean it just puts those City fans back in their place, doesn't it? I'm sure you'll agree, Jack, that even as a United fan, you like to see City lose every now and then, even though you hate Liverpool. Liverpool. <laughs> Come on, mate. No one wants to see Liverpool win. Oh well, all right. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot that he uh, he's a 
United slash Everton slash City fan. Yeah, apologies. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, no- what nonsense with that bloody parrot on your shoulder you're talking? Thank <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. My God, well, too funny, too funny. Well, we are we're going to move on, boys. Because we, like we, we could be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> it actually looks like it's on the other, doesn't it? <laughs> hey, mate. Hey, oh. always a bit of bad seat there. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> well. <laughs> Chaz, oh my days, that is a shocker of a week, mate. I'm sorry. There's no other way to put it. <laughs> oh, yeah, even I laughed at my own team yesterday. I was sort of I was sending a message to the WhatsApp group before the game week. I was sort of expecting a sort of week such as this. It was relatively depleted. Lost out on a couple of 50-50 decisions in um losing out on five points from a goalkeeper perspective. And Andreas's assist, everyone blanked. Madison suspended. How great's that? The, the first captaincy blank since game week four. Uh, but the huge positives is Kieran Trippier has returned every game week since I've owned him, including a clean shirt at Old Trafford. Not an easy ground to go to. And Mitrovic back on the score sheet, which is fantastic to see. And can I tell you uh, something just special about this podcast? I'll go through a nice in-depth analysis about this 33-point game week. But no mention of my 100.1 game week two weeks ago at the FPL social. And that's just all part of the fun. I love it. Thank you very much. Let's move up to third place. <laughs> Can I just say, we're going to touch on this later, but you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven players that are probably not going to play next game week. So I am very excited to see... Um, how you are going to handle your transfers. And we obviously will touch on that a little bit later. Um, but I think I'm it's been very interesting. It's all yeah. about story time in bed. What do you think about that there, Red? Um, oh, Chaz is screwed. Chaz is screwed. Screwed, <laughs> aren't you, mate? You're screwed for this game. Was that the parrot or you? <laughs> that was the parrot. That was the... <laughs> the live bird, Jack. Get it right. Okay. <laughs> it's a knock on me. It's a parrot. <laughs> oh my days oh my days Uh, i don't even know why i'm talking so much this week on the podcast because i didn't even have a good week myself either boys it was uh 47 for me um in a 46 point average game week um so better than chaz a lot worse than ollie's um pope and trippier with a double clean sheet was really really nice nearly wiped out in like the last kick of the game um if rashford had scored that header then i would have been in the absolute trenches um this week we spoke about Mitchell before. Um, I don't even want to talk about it because I think I'll cry, boys, to be honest. Um, absolutely robbed me of clean sheet points. Did Patrick Vieira this week and uh, oh, I will be having I'll be having strict words with him. Ollie, you, you got to interview him. You got to ask him a question. So next time you do, can you ask him why you brought Mitchell off, please? Because I'm really hurt. Um, and I think just, yeah, I don't want to talk about it, boys. I'm not talking about it. Midfield, absolutely nothing happened for me in there this week. Um, disappointed with Bowen, much like Reedy was saying. Great fixture on paper. Um, he, he's on penalties now, and uh, unfortunately, nothing this week. Same with De Bruyne, Martinelli, and then Madison. The less said, the better. The good news was I stuck with Mitrovic. I started him. He wasn't an auto sub or anything. I thought, you know, Marco Silva's playing mind games. Um, 
And I just had a feeling that he was going to start and I really liked the fixture for him. So I did start him. He obviously bagged, which was nice. And he's got three great fixtures coming up as well. So he will be staying in my side. And then Tony obviously got that double for himself as well. So he did really well. Um, I was disappointed that I left Andreas on the bench. But in hindsight, I think if I'd started him over Bowen, De Bruyne, Martinelli or Madison, I think that would have been pretty crazy. So 47 for me, nothing to report home about, but um, keeps me ticking along, keeps me third in our in our league, boys. So it's, uh, you know, it, it's not much, but it's uh, it's honest work at this point. So, as I said, ticking along into next game week, I think. Um, and I think we're going to see a lot of divides this week uh, breaking away with a lot of points hit. So I'm excited to see which transfers you boys are going to be making later. Mikey, 57 points for you this week. Um, a very respectable score. You've taken a minus four this week. So it is a 53. You can't call it a 57 like Reedy would call his a 50. So uh, take us through your yeah. team, mate. Yeah, I, I think my um, my minus four to bring in Kepa has, has really paid off um, there with the 10-pointer. And I think there were quite a few goalkeepers this week who had a 10-pointer. So, you know, if you've got a 10-point goalkeeper, make sure we're celebrating in the comments. That'd be great. Um Obviously, uh, do 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 Saliba, um, coming on in again with the clean sheet, uh, Trippier, Gwei, just doing the business. I, I think like FPL is so random, isn't it? Because like last week we were all saying, oh, we need to go three five two because the midfielders are just so overpowered, and this week has just been the game week of blank midfielders. You know, Bowen with the blank, Madison, Zaha, Martinelli. Phil Foden even blanked against. <laughs> he, he he got absolutely pocketed by James Milner, um, much to his embarrassment. Um, the only shining lights really are Ivan Tony, um, in in my uh, front seven. <laughs> um, so yeah, Sterling big disappointment. I think he needs to go in game week thirteen. Right now, I've just I've clearly, as you can see, I've just got other fires to put out. But other than that. Really happy with another solid performance there um, and getting 57 points. Yeah, so it's a very respectable score. I'm just, you know, the, the Kepa pick was a, a really good one for this week, as we said before. I, don't, I can't remember how many saves off the top of my head that he made, but if you watch the highlights, some of them were absolutely unreal. So mm. you would have been fairly nervous watching that game, Mikey, but obviously oh, yeah. fairly happy when the, the full-time whistle went. Exactly, yeah. Watch the game from behind the pillow. In the end, there, there was one, um, there was one like triple save that he did that mm. I was just like, oh my goodness, we're just conceding. But then, you know, it was from the, the good to the bad to the ugly when, you know, Raheem Sterling um, was um, hitting the bar at the other end. And I just absolutely unreal. Yeah, crazy, crazy game is FPL, isn't it? Absolutely crazy. But 57 points for you. Um, not enough to catch top of the league. Jack Gillibrand with Gillers Killers FC. He got 59 points this week, uh, just outside the 1 million game week rank. So take us through your team, Jack. Yep, sorry. That's my uh, computer went off then. Did I hear Rev's a Chelsea fan in that? Said we, of, yeah. There was, lot, there was a lot we. of we in that, wasn't there? Yeah. It was we, we, uh, this, converted we to a different blue. Oh no! It's because um, you know uh, I like to think all that in. people support me, so I say you know we we got this point, you know we we got these points, but obviously I, I just keep forgetting that it's cutthroat here in the FPL <laughs> addicts, and we all want each other to do absolutely badly, which is is why I'm not telling you my transfers anymore, Jack. So you can't <laughs> copy them anymore. 
like you have this week, you know, just saying, did I mention that already? Absolute no. fraud chat, that, mate. Come on. This guy, uh, well, this uh, well I'm known. bringing in Mountain Robbo this week, mate. Who are you bringing in? I've already brought Mountain Robbo in. What already happened? What already happened? Lies. Lies from the tablecloth. The few copyright laws have broken here. Bloody hell. Yeah, Mike. This stream might get taken down because of the amount of copyright going on on it, <laughs> especially with that parrot and Sal in the background on the greedy screen. Yeah, greedy. <laughs> is, is that is that Bertie or Bella on on his shoulder? Is it Bertie or Bella? Little pub pub quiz knowledge there, by the way, guys. Uh, the, the two liver birds they're called Bertie and Bella. Yeah, Reedy know. doesn't know that. <laughs> yeah, because he's a wolf <laughs> from Runcorn. I'm not even. I'm not even answering that weird question from you there, <laughs> Anyway. I'll put I'll put um, Rev's uh, goalkeeper Alraja Guaita eleven points unbelievable he got ten uh, he got eleven happy days save points clean sheet um, he was a, obviously a standout for Palace this week I was going to triple up on Palace defence didn't want to take a, a hit in the end though but um, yeah class from them Vieira's got them pretty organised uh, a lot better than what Roy had them um, trips obviously against United clean sheet happy days. Um, in terms of FPL anyway. And my midfield did nout, apart from Andreas in there. And up top, uh, Ivan Tony, some of the other boys getting the goals, happy days. And uh, Kane in on fire in top form. Um, and yeah, delighted to have him up top in there. And Haaland, obviously, uh, the captain seemed no, no good. But 59 points, buzzing with that. Happy days, top of the league. Current leader of the podcast, Mini once again, game week twelve. I am gonna. I am. Uh, yeah, I'm happy. I'm bragging about it because we don't know how long it's gonna last. So, here's to many more weeks at the top. Let's raise the roof. Because <laughs> you're top of the league, Jack. Wow. I think you are probably the most qualified this season to uh, to answer. Francis's yeah, what advice do you want, here. lads? Yeah, mount. Uh, mount or Trossard. Jack's already spoiled his transfer. This get him in, Francis. So Make it happen, mate. <laughs> Guy's on fire. He's got one more game in him. He'll do it. The business in the next game. Uh, he's, an he's an FPL fraud. He's an FPL fraud. To be honest, I, I've got no idea why people are bringing in Trossard this week. I, oh, I just, no idea why they're listening to me. I, I don't. I don't see it. Like two of the next three fixtures are, are just awful. <laughs> just bring bringing them in for one game week. I like. I get that Madison's injured, and we have to go somewhere. But I, I just don't think that Trossard is is the one. I'm afraid. You got, for, got Forest next year. Madison's... Yeah, but obviously Q is hat trick next week, but then they play City and then Chelsea or something. You can something bring like for well, you can bring yeah. a play again for one game week. Of course you can. If you want, same. yeah. <laughs> but like you like you and Kepa, you're gonna take him out soon and bring Pickford. <laughs> yeah, probably. It, it, it's the small arms that I'm really attracted to. <laughs> you're saying about Madison being suspended there, Red. Did he tweak his hamstring during his dive in the last minute? Was that what it was? Mate, he it, it was it was a really good Tom Daly impression, uh, as you say, and the the referee was absolutely correct to book him. Like, but it was just you could hear the collective sigh from FPL managers around the world as that yellow card got raised up in the air. Just thinking, Madison, you absolute whopper! Like, he's he's turned my need for a minus. Mate, that's a double whopper you pulled out in this 12. podcast. Mate, I, I, you know what? Before I was, I was a vicar. I used to work in Burger King. There you go. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's a very yeah. different career path, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. 
Flipping burgers, praying to the Lord. You know how it is. Is that what you did? You worked. You worked. You were doing the burgers. Every burger. Yeah, 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 every yeah burger. I was. Gone from serving bread to serving bread. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there you go. That's where the Whopper shout comes from. Unbelievable wow. stuff. Unreal. Absolute scenes on the podcast. Love, love a Whopper. Love a Whopper. The more you know, boys, the more you know. Rev. It's, it's why I'm good friends with Reedy. So. <laughs> Reedy's not even got a clue what you just said, Rev. No, he's, he's, he's just too busy chatting to Bella on his shoulder. So... <laughs> Oh, More in the nonsense. Mind. Come on, boys. Get with it. Get with the program. Get distracted. Uh, right. Well, we will move on. And it's got a, it's time to do a quick mention to the uh, people who are doing well in our mini leagues. We've obviously already mentioned our manager of the week uh, is Ollie. So, congratulations again, mate. I'll give it to you twice. Twice. Two congratulations on the same podcast. Enjoy John it. Pep that's Guardiola, what you're Pep Guardiola on the touchline at Anfield. That's all you're getting for the whole season. Um, in, our, in our public league, Donald Breslin, Dodie, absolute legend, is on 703 points. He's already broken the 700 mark um, after a massive week this week. Alison Wonderland is top, uh, which is Mira. Uh, she's on 682, so just 18 points off that 700-point mark. And then Dodie, uh, in our head-to-head league, sits on top with 26 points. So he is absolutely smashing it. And Chaz has got his arm raised, which means he wants to add something on. Yes, and congratulations, Ollie, to another superb game week. But I'd just like to confirm, you are paying for end-of-season dinner. Is that correct? Well, obviously, like, just, to, just, to, just to reinforce what was said pre-season, um, it was between me and Elliot. Like, obviously, we're best mates, known each other for how long? Five years now, well, and we, you know, obviously, we, we've had this FPL too rivalry. Long. Too long. Yeah, it's touche. Um, so, we've had this FPL rivalry for years, and we said whichever one scores more points than the other, will be treated to a, a three-course meal somewhere. And so, at the moment, I think, Elliot, you're like six points ahead of me at the minute, something like that. So, you want the season it, it's, it's close now. God, you, you would have thought you were 200 points off me the way you were crying about it on the last podcast, mate. Honestly, Elliot, you you've been hear, having shockers recently, bro. You've been having shockers, mate. Oh, no, nah, not last week. I was It was decent last week. Um, What did I get last week? I got, I think I got 72 last week, which wasn't too bad. Um, yeah, but, but we all did, so it doesn't count. Ollie definitely didn't, mate. I promise you that. <laughs> I had a shocker. Um, but uh, if we have a look at it now, Elliot, I'm on 585. So it's 12 points. You're on 597. So look, it's still not great. Well, I mean, last week I was miles off you. Um, and I was just annoyed that I'd overturned like a 100 point lead that I had in like game week four. Um, but but yeah, like it's going to be close. So hopefully I'm not paying for anything. Hopefully the, the tab's on Elliot. But um Long way to go before we can uh, well, the, that. Good, the good news between me reading uh, the Rev and Chazza is that whoever loses is buying Burger King and the two of them got staff <laughs> discounts. Mate's right. Reedy, Reedy's got his loyalty card ready to use. <laughs> can I just say, can I just say, Combs come, uh, come in the chat. And last week, I just want to give a shout out to this man because he was like... He's the only one listening to you. You're crying. No, he, he, he was my support network, right? Because you guys on the pod didn't do that. Uh, so he was backing me in. He was backing me in. So uh, if I get, you know, you need to, you need to be in my backroom staff. You need to be on my Morton here, who backroom staff, mate, because you're absolutely quality last week. And uh, so maybe, maybe part of that game week's down to you, lad. So, uh, so cheers for that, mate. And uh, do you have anything to say about his leaving twenty points on the bench this week, Ollie? Could you con- console him for this uh, week after what he did for you last week? 
it's in the words of Lucas Leiva, it's just unlucky. Um, you just got to bounce back next week. Um, you've got the players there, you've got the team there. Uh, obviously, twenty points on the bench. You've got the squad. Uh, just put your faith, you know, in potentially different players. Make a couple of transfers, and you'll be on your way back up, mate. We do have another question, and I'll go to you for this one, Ollie. Solanke or Firmino? Look, you know my feelings on on Dominic Solanke. I think he's a championship merchant, or he has been a championship merchant in previous years, and he's so good at that level. But he's he's on his way. Um, he's he's proven himself at prem level finally for the first time in in forever, probably. Um, I know that was it. Someone the other week was quoting Frozen, so I'll do the same. Uh, Firmino or Solanke, though, um, I think Solanke offers you a massive discount in terms of price. I've just checked there. Firmino's at eight million. Solanke's at five point eight. Both of them doing well at the moment. There's other Liverpool options, so if it gets to a point where you need three Liverpool players, if they start firing again in the league, uh, obviously Firmino might be taken up one. You may be happy with that, but I think weighing everything up, if it's between those two, I'd probably go Dom Solanke, and I can't believe I'm saying it. Crazy, crazy. The Rev shakes his head in despair there. So uh, we will move on quickly before harsher words are spoken about that. And we've got our bonus bank probabilities for this week. And if you don't know already, um, it's a free fantasy football tool, which they're trying to help out with everyone in their FPL mini leagues. Uh, The tool gives you the probabilities of clean sheets for each team and which player is most likely to score. So for this week, the top three teams that are likely to keep a clean sheet in third, Liverpool have a 38.28% chance of keeping a clean sheet against West Ham. Newcastle have a 41.32% chance of keeping a clean sheet against Mikey's Everton. I resent that. <laughs> I, pro- I probably do as well, to be honest, mate. But we'll never know what happens. It's always it's always a cagey one, is Newcastle Everton. It's always a cagey one. So we'll just have to see. And then Brighton are the top percentage to keep a clean sheet this week with 47.62% uh, against Nottingham Forest. So that'll be an interesting one. And then the three players who are most likely to score. Third, we have Callum Wilson, who has a 40.4% chance of scoring. I'm sure Rev resents that one as well. Um, and then... Danny Welbeck is second. Ollie, your cult hero, your favourite. He's got a 41.32% chance of scoring this week. And then Mohamed Salah, Reedy's favourite, has got a 44.35% chance of scoring against West Ham. Reedy, you're going to be expecting more of the same from Salah against West Ham, like the probabilities are saying? Yeah, yeah, I do fancy it. Um, He played in sort of... A cent- more central role. Um, what was that? <laughs> I just heard my voice. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, I, I do fancy the probabilities on that one. Um, he's looking, he's looking, looking good at the minute, and obviously with the City Arsenal blank, uh, I can see a lot of people bringing him in. It's funny how it kind of it potentially turns upside down with the transfers that Liverpool guys have been most transferred out lately and already Salah's the number one most transferred in so yeah no surprises there for me at least Um, and I'm sure a lot of other people aren't too shocked by that one before we get on to our transfers and a couple of discussion points about game week 12 we've got a couple of questions Uh, really I'll go to you for this one from Buna he says Firmino Darwin or Aubameyang on a free hit it's got to be Firmino Um, I know we didn't you know do much as such yesterday, but it was Man City. It's been in great form. Um, I think he's the cheapest of the three, if I'm if I'm not wrong. Um, Darwin, oh, I really like him. Um, even though he had an absolute shocker yesterday with that three on one and the one on one and whatever else he didn't do right. 
Um, but he, he has got the potential. He's making the runs um, and he's getting in, in behind. So he, he's a good prospect, but I'd just put Firmino there. Aubameyang, uh, I don't know. Chelsea have looked good lately, but but obviously Mason Mount seems to be the, the forefront of where everything's coming through um, in his positioning and so on. So uh, Chelsea have got Brentford away. Uh, Brentford have actually looked really good. Obviously, no one expected them to get that result against Brighton. So I'd, just, I'd go for Mino this week. I think that's fairly astute advice to give. And then Jack Trossard or Pascal Gross for this week. I don't think that you've got um, either, do you? So I think you can be fairly uh, unbiased to this one. Yeah, I've got neither. Uh, I've always been a massive Trossard fan, to be fair. Uh, I do I do like he's really direct, skillful player, gets on the end of things. Looked great under Potter before he left, but obviously with the hat-trick as well. Um, obviously the last week, was it week before now? Um I'd like him rather than Pascal. I think Pascal might have had his uh, his time now. I think he's it's his form and it's uh, Trossard if you have to choose between the two. I think that's fairly good advice as well. So we'll get on to uh, a couple of discussion points now. And Chaz, I want to swing to you first. Game week 12, obviously, Man City and Arsenal aren't going to be playing each other. So it does become a little bit difficult for a lot of people. How many hits do you think you can afford to take this week? I'm going to you because you're potentially going to be having to take hits if you're not playing a chip so how many hits do you think you can take i think what this game week presents itself is a really good platform to roll your transfer from a game week before so you present yourself with two and then you can do three transfers with a negative four and with the defensive injury crisis we have for example reese james out till boxing day and missing out on the world cup and patterson from everton it's a really good opportunity to offload both of those and then you can get players in who actually play. But, of course, the trap is no Arsenal or Man City. But it sort of mitigates the risk that you may lose out on a point here and you could actually gain those points back in the immediate term compared to three to four game weeks' time. I think a negative four, if you want my answer. Negative four. Okay, that's, that's interesting. It. Mikey, what about you? How many hits do you think you can afford to take? Because I think you're going to be taking more than a minus four, aren't you? Yeah, I'm. I'm on a. I've already taken a minus eight. Um, I, I could take a minus twelve if I wanted to field a full start on eleven, but I'm not sure it's worth it. I might just. I might just brave it with ten players this week, and um, and see what happens. <laughs> cross, cross my fingers and my toes. Maybe do some praying. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think. I think I've seen a few people on Twitter saying that. Um, you know, I think even. Our friend of the podcast, FPL, uh, Pete Seidner, um, is going to be playing with 10 this week. I think I saw he tweeted out and said, and I think that if that's all you can do this week, then that's all you could do. Because if you're playing someone like, you know, Nico Williams or Andreas Pereira, who, you know, more than not, they get just two points every week. All you're missing out on is two points, which could end up being better than taking a negative four and being two points worse off. So... It's a difficult decision to make and it feels, you know, scary playing with 10 men, but it can sometimes, you know, it might just be the right option in this game week where the, the, the average is probably going to be quite low because there aren't the big hitters like Haaland and Cancelo and Martinelli and Jesus. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, the, the other option, option, the other option is obviously the free hit. Um, and I'm just not even sure the free hit is worth it this week. Like, it, it's not a very exciting game week to be bringing it in because, like, I was obviously toying with the idea because I do have a lot of blanks in my team and quite a fair few injuries. And you'd end up with triple Brighton, triple Chelsea, 
triple Liverpool who have been hit and miss, and um, maybe Harry Kane in there, and then um, maybe like two Newcastle defenders as well. And it just it just screams average game week to me. Like the 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 free hit should you should be looking to like really capitalize on like massive massive fixtures and going for like a 100 point week you know like maybe even in a double game week but but for me i've i've really ummed and ahed about it and for me i just don't think it's worth it yeah i think i would uh probably agree with what you're saying there i think that you know save it for a double game week save it for a rainy day and uh use it when you know there's a couple better fixtures that swing it that way because you say it does just scream average game week and you're not really gonna use that chip to its best um, use, I think, in this game week. So I would definitely agree with what you're saying there. So in terms of the assets from Man City and Arsenal that you are going to be having to potentially transfer out of your team, Ollie, I'll go to you to this one first. You know, you've got De Bruyne, Haaland, Cancelo, Martinelli, Jesus, Saliba, all these players. If it's you and you're having to transfer a couple of them out, which two or two or three are on the chopping block? Because I know... Personally, I've made my transfers and I know which ones have been on the chopping block for me. So out of those, you know, maybe six main players, who do you think are the ones that you'd take out of your side? Well, Cole just put in the YouTube comments that he's getting rid of Jesus and Haaland, which I think is a massive, massive call. Hopefully it works for him, but I wouldn't be doing that if that was me. Um, I've only got two Man City and Arsenal players combined this week, um, Haaland Haaland and Martinelli, and I'm benching them both. Um, I think... Maybe Saliba. I know a lot of people have still got Saliba. He's probably one that you can maybe move on. I know it's not ideal because he's been brilliant so far this season, both in terms of a footballing sense and an FPL sense, but I think there are other defenders you can get. Um, Martinelli, there's a lot of midfielders at that price point too. Um, and if you haven't got someone like Tonio Mitrovic, um, Jesus could be the one you transfer out. There's no way I get rid of I get rid of Haaland, even if it's just for the one game week, um, as Combe I think he's doing. Um I think you just bench Haaland and, and take on for the next game week because you can make transfers elsewhere. Um, but I think other than Haaland, I think I can see reason for every other player getting um, getting transferred out. Maybe not Cancelo. I think Cancelo and Haaland are the ones to hold. Every, um, all the other four that you mentioned, I think um, you've got reasonable um, reasonable reasons to uh, to get rid of them, I think. I think that's that's fair to say, Rev. I think you're very eager to uh, to have your say on this one. Yeah, here. I think um, I'd like to disagree with with my friend there, Ollie. Um, in that, I think just from a gaming perspective, um, a lot of us might need to consider the fact that we have funds tied up in a lot of these assets. So, for example. Um, I'm going to be transferring out Jesus, Gabriel Jesus. I know the Rev is is departing away from Jesus um, this this week. I know, shocker. Um, but the only reason I'm transferring him out is because I, I don't have any value tied up in him. Whereas with Saliba and with Martinelli and with Haaland, all of those players, if I wanted to bring them back in, they would be more expensive for me than when I took them out. So for yeah. me, it makes sense to to take out jesus like for example like some people might want to take out cancelo because they're they're losing a real minimal amount of of um of funds like you know i'm, I'm not not here making an advert for tesco but like every every little does help and uh, all those all those point ones add up over the course of the season yeah. and um and if you want to save your money uh, for me my bench this week is going to be martinelli 
it's going to be Haaland and it's going to be Saliba because I want the, I want all of them straight back and I don't want them to be more expensive than when than when I got rid of them. It was just a question that if you well, obviously the question was if you had to transfer any of them out or which ones would you transfer out? And I, I don't think you get rid of Haaland. I don't think you get rid of Cancelo. So it's just those other options. It's not ideal to transfer any of them out, but I would prefer to transfer out Saliba than I would Haaland just because of how Yeah, yeah, Haaland of course. Is. Um, but it's not yeah, ideal. It just depends on when you brought him in, though, eh? Yeah, yeah. It depends on the situation that you're in. If you don't want to transfer Har- uh, transfer out Saliba because you've got value tied up in him, you don't. You, you know, if you if you don't have to transfer out Saliba, then you know don't do it. But you know, I think if you if it's out of Saliba and Harlan to get rid of your team, you choose Saliba every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I, I agree with what the Rev's saying. You know, you want to keep these players in your team because of their value. Um, so as little transfers as you can, but you still got a field, you know, 10 or 11 players. So it is a very difficult predicament to put a lot of FPL managers in. So just yeah, think it's up to personal preference here um, and how you got to navigate it. Chaz, you're the only man on the podcast that has his wild card remaining. Um, four game weeks out from the World Cup where you'll get a free wild card. It's a difficult one because do you think managers should be playing their their wild card this week, where you know they're going to have to sacrifice those Man City and Arsenal players and bench them for this week, or do you think it's worth waiting and then playing it in game week thirteen? Regardless what game week you play in, you have an extremely short turnaround to try and configure what players you want on your new wild card team because people tend to play their wild card during the international break. You have two weeks to absorb the price rises, go out in the sunshine. Go to the Australian Open, have a Corona with Jack, maybe go to Wimbledon if you feel like it. Do you get what I mean? It's a short turnaround nonetheless. You have the information presented to you this game week of two sides not playing, which means less players potentially out in the park. But with game week 13, you have everyone in your pool back. And I also feel the fixture swings and the timing of them may actually be better. And with that reading, you actually... have a better idea of which teams to avoid and which teams to attack simply. Or maybe you just, for those doing it for this coming game week, it's more of an itch to try and get 11 players out on the park. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I just think, you know, I think it's so crazy that you've still got your wild card left at this point when we get the the free one for, because of the World Cup. You know, you've only got a couple of weeks um, that you're going to get out of this wild card pretty much. So are you was that always your plan, Chaz? You wanted to wait to use your wild card and, you know, take it a little bit longer. Do you think it sort of loses its value a little bit now? I sort of wanted to use it at a time when I really needed it. And within the opening 10 game weeks, I didn't feel like much of a need to have it. But with opportunities such as this, there's a good case to present it and activate it. Yeah, I think that's. I think I think, I think a good one on that L as well is we've chat like unlike Reedy and uh, Revu did on game week two. I think Chaz I knew it. that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> every every podcast that gets mentioned that we spaffed it in game week two. All right, we get it, we get it. All right, Chaz, you've still got yours. Ooh, all right, get you. Listen, <laughs> I, I I think that Rev and Reedy is smarter to play it in game week two than to play it now three weeks out from the World Cup. Yeah, but they they messed up. That's why in game week one, right? And then it went oh, I'm getting panic and making the moves. Really copied Rev, but I'm thinking Chazza <laughs> will get more out of his over those couple of game weeks than what the other boys would. 
Maybe. It's like a it's like a sugar hit for the next couple of weeks. You know I, I think yeah. I think I think Charlie's in in the chair, so to speak. Yeah, I think he's got it's, it's totally advantage Charlie right now. Be especially like for me, if it was me in Charlie's position, um, I'd be wildcard in game week thirteen because you can go triple Arsenal, triple Chelsea whilst everyone else is off them. And and like struggling to claw those those fantastic assets back into their team, it's it's totally advantage Char- Charlie right now. We'll see because I'm still thirty points behind you, Ref. Let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> well, thirty points behind, but you still got your wild card. To yeah, play, but so. over those three game weeks, you'll you'll make those up with Conflict. triple Arsenal, yeah. triple triple mm. uh, City, maybe even Liverpool and Chelsea assets in there. While we're all struggling with our Crystal Palace assets, you know, and and Newcastle assets and Everton assets, you know, it's just not great. Yeah, Thanks, I, think, I think that's a, to, to a fair point. I think you've got Chaz really excited now to play his wild card at, at some point. I think he's uh, he's feeling on top of the world. So fingers crossed it all goes well for you, Chaz, as long as you're not overtaking me in the mini league. I couldn't really care less, to be honest. Um, Mikey, you want to talk to us about Reese James and Madison because they are not going to be playing. Madison, obviously, with his fifth yellow card. Reese James with that pretty bad injury, um, if I do say yeah. so. Didn't look very nice. Um, looks like he's going to be out for the World Cup. So, mm. who are the best? You know, who are the best two players to get in for for those two? Yeah, I think there's a couple of options for the midfield. I think some are better than others. It, but it does come down to personal preference. But uh, for me, I'm going to take a bit of a risk and go for a differential punt. Um, and I think Jack has obviously had the same thought as well. Like, so I'm just going straight from Reese James to to Robertson. I thought he was fantastic against Man City. I think, he, you know, obviously Liverpool have really missed him whilst he's been out with injury. Um, he was on some set pieces as well, which is another thing that I noticed. And so, you know, with with him supplying like those new targets in the middle, um, I think I think he's set for some hauls. So, yeah, for me, um, you know, some people are going for Robertson if they like a risk. If not, just go for a cheap, Palace defender, I think um, you know Tambir has said you know Anderson or Gwei both is fine. I prefer Gwei myself because just not, just ev- not Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, just not Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, L still having PTSD from that. Um, you know, fifty ninth minute sub or whatever it was, um, which is painful. It's just painful. But um, and then the for the Madison pick, I, I think Jack might have an idea as well about what he wants to do because I think we're both going for Mason Mount as well, just straight from Madison to Mason Mount. He, he's got the form. He's got, he, he does have the backing of his manager. Two possibly dodgy goals. I wouldn't say do- Obviously, Tyrone Mings, you know... It's not a goal if big, it's against Tyrone Mings, is it? Yeah, big error. Big, big error from the world. Well, place right time but, by Mount nowhere. But, but exactly, exactly. If, if you're not there, if you're not sniffing around, you won't, you won't find the find them goals. And I think the keeper as well should have done better for his que- for his free quick free. Uh, free <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm trying to not say Gwei. free Gwei. What? <laughs> what is going on? I know. Yeah. Exactly. But it's free kick. Yeah, his, yeah, his free kick was well struck, but the keeper should have still dealt with it. But he's on set pieces, so you know one of them is going to fly in eventually. Mate, that yeah, ball I... moved. That, that ball did swazzle, didn't it? 
That's what he says. That's what oh, yeah. little Mason Mount says. Hit it by the valve. Um, if you've seen that video, I think I think Chelsea put it back oh, up when, on their Twitter when he was when he was talking to Luke Shaw. Yeah, and he was hit like, "Can you valve. show Ronaldo? Can you show him?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Too good, too good. Anyway, we're going to talk about our transfers and our captain picks. But just before we do that, um, anyone who's listening along live or watching back on replay, if you haven't already, make sure you're downloading the EPL Live app. Um, they have partnered with us for this season. Um, it's powered by Sportsmate and it's built for football fans. It gives you the live scores and in-depth team and player stats um, and obviously breaking news and highlights as well and articles from all of the boys on the podcast as well. So if you haven't already, make sure you're getting that downloaded and uh, get yourself involved in EPL Live. But now that that is out of the way, we can uh, move on to what we are doing for blank game week 12, boys. So, Reedy, we're going to go to you yeah. first. What's your team looking like for this game week? There we go. It's um, basically a full 11 as it stands. I'm hoping there's no other injuries or you know players being dropped. There is a little bit of news coming from the Brighton um, coach today. Um, basically saying that Adam Lallana is going to come in, so I'm hoping that's not at the um, you know detriment of of McAllister. Um, but yeah, so set up nicely uh, at the back four at the back. Trent, that's another. Uh, that's actually another question mark because obviously Trent was on the bench for, for Liverpool yesterday. Um, he came on late on. Um, will he actually play right back because Milner and Gomez were really good? I don't know, um, and I'm hoping yeah hoping that he does. So, um, yeah, it's looking good. I mean, I've brought in Salah and I've brought in Mitrovic, the two goats. Um, and, and yeah, that's that's my mood for this week. So, I have took a minus four. Um, it was needed. And, um, yeah, I'm liking my team, man. Yeah, I think it's looking good for this week, really, as well. And the, the armband is going to be on uh, King Mohammed Salah as well. It is. It is, yeah. I didn't want to copy anyone and, you know, do go for Mason Mount or... <laughs> the king, the king is back. <laughs> that's that's Reedy's eleven for the week. Get yourself a chicken royale and a whopper for seven. <laughs> Some shy part of that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, I didn't want Harry Kane. United fixture could be another board draw. Oh, United... love, loves a goal against Man United, Harry Kane. Yeah, but. Don't fancy that one. Um, yeah, fan, but so, yeah. so so does everyone. Everyone wants to go <laughs> against Man United. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. Newcastle. Yeah, not us apparently. That's all right. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Do you know? Do you know what? If if I was still struggling and I was maybe looking at a minus eight, um, I wouldn't actually mind bringing in someone like Saint Maximan um, this week. But you've changed, really. You never used he's to it, question He's injured for three weeks, Reedy, just so you know. And, and he's he's injured. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ, he's, he's definitely not coming in, is he? Um, but yeah, so I don't, need, I don't need to take that minus eight, you know what I mean? Minus four, I'm set, I'm ready. Unless there's any other major sort of team news or something, doubts or whatever, then uh, then yeah. I'm a little bit annoyed that I brought in Bowen in a sense that I've got Salah this week, so I'm like... I'd want Bowen to ideally blank, and that's just club. That's just obviously like you know club over FPL type of thing, like I did with the Haaland situation. Um, but it is what it is, and I think Bowen having Bowen for game week thirteen is is going to be good because they've got a home fixture against Bournemouth. So yeah, I'm looking forward to to, to this game week. Quick turnaround all round. It is, but it's uh, it's looking like a, a really strong side, Reedy, and 
um, all the best for this uh, this game week. As I said to Chaz, as long as you're not doing that much better than me, um, I really do wish you all the best. Jack, we'll move on to your team now. How are you managing to field your eleven? Yeah, well, I've got um, I've got an extra player as well. I've got twelve that I can field this he's, week. He's flexing but... on us. You could do twelve. I could do 12, mate. But um, yeah, I've made my moves already. Uh, Robbo's coming for uh, James, uh, as as the uh, the Reverend alluded to, and Mount has come in for uh, Madison. So uh, you know, Mount's in the form. I think he's got another game in him uh, at least to get to get a, get a contribution. And uh, Robertson, you know, Liverpool could be turning a corner. Um, you know, there is. But there is te- like there do tend to be goals in this game against West Ham as well. Um, there's been I think they've been a bit inconsistent over the years with maybe winning a game each um, for the last two two or three seasons I think it is. So anything could happen. Bowen could hit. Uh, obviously, I'm hoping Salah keeps quiet, but Robbo contributing now could be good. Um, and listen, you know I think Harry Kane I think he scored 15 in all competitions against United over the last you know you know during his career. So he, he has he has got a goal in him. Uh, Tony up top as well. I'm quite excited about Tony up top because I think you know they could do bits against Chelsea. Um, you know they are susceptible to conceding Chelsea, uh, and Tony's on fire, so no reason not to. I've got the armband on Zaha uh, at the minute. Uh, just yeah, a, bit of, <clears throat> a bit of a differential in there. Uh, might be playing mind games with a few people, but I might also captain as well. <laughs> but we'll see. Like, but I think it's just purely because there isn't a lot of choice in there. For the week, I think trips might be a good. Uh, that's just as bias. Well. That's just bias. You've got Harry Kane in your team there, and you don't <laughs> want to captain them against Man United. That's what that is. I see you, bro. I see. Yeah, is that, there's that. Yeah, you're absolutely right, mate. And the armband probably will be going on Kane towards the end yeah. <laughs> before deadline. Um, I also, I also believe that if you bring a player in and it's like a big move, that realistically you should captain that player. So I think who's, the, you, who's the big move? Will we'll mount. Mount's been brought sideways. He's, sideways he's mate, Mount. No, he's he's in form. He's bet. He's, nah. he's probably on pa- on paper. He's probably better than Madison. He takes free kicks, like you said. You surely you'd put it on. on I Mount think Trip. I think Trips might be a good candidate, mate. Ooh, I like that. Everton, obviously, uh, but Mikey said nah, they've got the best defence in the world, over. haven't they? Apparently, so <laughs> yeah. we're going to turn them over. We're going to turn them over, lad. Um, I so, thought you were a Chelsea fan, Mikey. We're going to turn them Mate, I'm a fan of whatever. Mate, he's putting the armband on Kepa this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a couple of good candidates for the captain's armband. But I'm going to listen to CC and Chaz and try and see what yes. he reinforces. Yes. Um, so no pressure on him. Hopefully, he can give some good points to uh, yeah, get me over the line and pick the right captain for this week. But going in with 12 players, quite happy. No hits. Did two free transfers. Happy days in a good position and sitting pretty top of the league, if you didn't know already, in the podcast mini. You certainly, certainly are, mate. And uh, as you said there, we will get on to the CC with Chaz in just a little bit. Uh, in terms of my team for this week, I've made three transfers. So I've taken a minus four. Uh, I've got Lewis Dunk in for Wesley Fafana, who's obviously not going to be playing for the foreseeable future as well. Uh, the fraud, Wilfred Zaha, according to Reedy, um, I don't think he's that much of a fraud. I think he's going to bang in his next three game weeks. And I think these three game weeks are the ones to have him in for. Um, so he has come in for James Madison. And then Kevin De Bruyne has made way for Mohamed Salah uh, to see if he can do the business for me this week. And as Reedy just said, if you're getting a big hitter in your team, you've got to chuck the armband on him straight away. That's exactly what I'm going to be doing with Salah. Um, he loves a goal against West Ham. 
um, and his record against them is uh, just impeccable. So I think if you've got Salah in your team for this week, I feel like he will probably be, as we said before, the most transferred in player and probably one of the top captain players as well. So that is what my team is going to be looking like. Um, the dunk pick was... Uh, a little bit reluctant, as as Rev was saying before, you know, out of their next three fixtures, you're probably only going to start him for, you know, this one. You don't want to play him against Man City and Chelsea. Um, but after that, they've got Wolves and I think Aston Villa as well. So I think long term, Dunk is going to uh, be a fairly decent one for me. And he does pop up with the odd goal now and then. So here's hoping that he can uh, get his head on a, a set piece and uh, do well for my team. So fingers crossed. But that is my team going I'm in. liking to- your squad, El. Your, L's, you? your your score's looking good, man. Yeah, your score's looking good. I think, yeah, I, I, I was going to say I had to take a minus four to get it to look like this, but I really didn't want to get rid of Martinelli, Haaland or Cancelo. They were the three for me. I think um, out of all of them, I think the question that we asked before, I think De Bruyne is probably the one to go out of those because you can go to someone like Salah um, and then obviously you can always just downgrade to get De Bruyne back in if Salah gets injured or isn't performing. But... Yeah, that's uh, that's my team for this week, boys. So uh, fingers crossed it can it can do the business. Um, Ollie, what's your squad looking like, mate? Um, I have made two transfers. I had two free. Um, so that's what I've done with my team. I have brought in Mark Gahey, the legend from last season. Um, anyone says that you know if if there's any accusations of me copying anybody, I was the original Mark Gahey. I was the original. He was. They had like one percent when I brought him in last season. He was brilliant. He's back, and uh, hopefully, I said last week I need Mark Gay here if I'm going to rise up the ranks. So I'm going to take that. Uh, the player I probably can't take, despite the fact he has one percent ownership, is Philip Billing, who has also come into my team this week. Um, I said stuff about him at the FPL social. The reason why the reason why I was um, calling him Harry Winks was just because I thought it was iconic. Um, the, the reason why I've done that is to set myself up. So Marcus Rashford is the one that's made way for him. Um, and it means that next week I've got enough money to go from Perisic to Cancelo to bring Cancelo in next week. So it's really just forward planning. Um, I like Philip Billing. He's got some good fixtures for Bournemouth. Um, he's, you know, had some, a few really You didn't like weeks. him two weeks ago. So what's You hated him at social. <laughs> you slagged him off so much on the couch. You I couldn't was, say was... how much you disliked him more. Like, like I say, I was only taking the mic because it was just like it was just funny because you know, last year and <laughs> this year it was just funny. Absolutely, yes. He's, he's, he, yeah, well, <laughs> he's played well recently. Okay, I wasn't so hot on him a few weeks ago. Things change, um, and he's into my midfield. I probably won't start in most weeks because of the likes of Harland and Martinelli. And um, uh, it's probably Andreas and Billing that are the ones that are going to drop out, but. Again, it was just a plan for next week because I really want Cancelo back in. Um, I think as soon as this game week ends, um, like literally the morning it ends, it'll be Perisic Cancelo straight away because I've got point one in the bank, I think. Um, so that'll be the move I'll make um, so I can you know, get him back in for game week 13. I think that's fair enough. Um, I'm very surprised to see Philip Billing in your side. As we were saying, you really did not seem too keen on him. But as you say, he's doing the business at the minute for Bournemouth. Um, I'd be interested to see, you know, Mikey brought out some stats before uh, about Dominic Solanke. I'd be interested to see what Billing's stats are as well, because I just feel like he's getting a little bit lucky at the minute as well. Um, They're even but, worse. Enough yeah. said. Yeah, I think yeah. I just needed a player in at that price point. I didn't really want to get rid of Rashford, but the plan was originally to get rid of Salah to go down to someone like Raheem Sterling, and I don't feel I can do that. So I think with the price, with the price that he is and the minutes that he's playing, I think Billing was the best option. I didn't really want to go down to someone at four point five because I've got 
I've then got uh, Nico Williams, who's baseman at four million in defence. I've then got Andreas and another four point five. I don't even know who would have gone, but Billings getting points. He's he's contributing. So, but he won't be starting for me most weeks. He'll be on the bench, but he presents a nice option if I want to rotate somebody. Um, so, but yeah, the main thing is is the ability to go to Cancelo. But I thought it was a nice rounded option that was better than any of the other options I, I could have had. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, and yeah, as, as we said, he's in form at the minute, so why not jump on him while he is in good form? Mikey, what is your team looking like for this week at the moment? You said you've taken your minus eight. You've got your yeah. Mason Mountain. Yeah, so um, as unlike uh, Jack, I've got the armband there on Harry Kane, who is a new addition into the side, took out Jesus for him. Um, I had some spare money in the bank uh, from last week from doing um, doing those moves. So it's good to reinvest my money back into the squad there with, with Harry Kane. Um, Mason Mount uh, replaces James Madison and also... Um, Reese James is replaced by Robertson. Probably going to be fielding 10 players uh, this week. I kind of like having Patterson, and I don't want to take him out, to be honest. Um, I'm not sure how much longer he is going to be injured. I'd only really want him back again later um, because he is such a great enabler, and he, he plays every week um, for, obviously, my beloved Everton when he is available. Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> My beloved Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm here with three Chelsea players, to be honest. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how that happened. <laughs> you went from like zero to three in like two game weeks. Yeah, yeah, much. I know, it, which is which is crazy. But I, I think, if anything, that's testament to Graham Potter. He, he's really turned them around and, um, and, and they look really good under them. I'm happy to be a brand new fan. So... <laughs> Are you getting a skin fade as well, Mikey? Am I getting a skin fade? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, um... The Graham Potter glow up. <laughs> I know, yeah. Mate, I, I, to be honest, I could probably do with a bit of a haircut. All, all these, all these greys are showing up, you know? Yeah, mate. You, 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 could, uh, yeah, you could be spot on like Graham Potter, you. Oh, Chelsea yeah. assets, skin fade. I'll, I'll, ta- I'll take it rather than, you know, being in, in my 20s and still looking worse than Gary Neville. <laughs> Funny thing is, mate, I'm 33. Don't forget. <laughs> mate, I, I was I was 33 yesterday, so you're doing better than me. Oh, yeah, happy birthday, son! I completely oh, forgot yeah. to mention that. Oh Should yeah, said that to start the pod. The Rev's birthday, yeah. <laughs> was the the Rev's birthday yesterday? So send him all the birthday love that you possibly oh, can yeah. if you haven't already. I saw you did uh you did tweet out about it. But anyone who hasn't, send him all the birthday love in the world. Uh, he's the uh, the stat man of the podcast as he was reading off his XG, XI, XI. I am the, king. the Burger King. <laughs> the <birthday> king. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm definitely just a whopper, mate. And, and you're a nugget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too good. But Rev, your team's looking good for this week. Uh, fingers crossed your Chelsea can uh, do the business for you. Chaz, the, the sixth and final man who's got to go through their team just before we get into your captain's corner section. So take us through your starting 11 for this week. I shall. We have, it's Timothy I think it's by Saint Model. It's called My Pipe. It was an old FIFA tune. And I call it Wild Card Time. All right, yep, we have pulled it. We have genuinely pulled the trigger. <laughs> We have made six changes. Who wants to hear it? 
I do. I'm intrigued, mate. I'm intrigued. <laughs> Some sound today, Shazza. Because sure. you say no, that you wild card them, but I'm looking at my screen and there's Almiron in your team. So <laughs> yes. You've genuinely picked them against Everton. Do you know how good they are? Wait, Everton or Newcastle? Newcastle brilliant, aren't they? <laughs> right. As it stands, I reckon the play- some players in there do need changing. But Hayes goes out. Reese James goes out. Patterson goes out. Pascal Gross goes out. De Bruyne goes out. Mitrovic goes out. Tony comes in, initially as a free transfer from a Friday night game about during the second half. Ben Chilwell at the moment. Eric Dyer, because I haven't minded the look of him. Alex Awabi for the vibes. And who did I just, yeah, Alma Ron or Mason Mount. Either way, I need to change this list I did 10 minutes ago because I did five minutes my last change. And Harry Kane comes in with the armband. So that's what's happened. That's it. That's 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 all you got to say about the the wild card. You're not going to justify the Almiron pick. It may change come tomorrow. Um, Madison <laughs> stays, and Cancelo and Harlan are rock the bench. That's interesting. So you are going to hold Madison. Madison. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. I think What's people, the, the people need to jump in that? these. People need to jump in these comments. Who's watching on the stream and let us know about I, this wild card? Yeah. Can I just say quickly? Can I just um, chime yeah, in? In 1994-95, that's how that's how far back we're throwing this. Uh, Tim Flowers said in a very famous interview, talked about bottle. Well, you have bottled your wild card, my friend. <laughs> what is that? That is absolutely... Uh, you've had a shocker here, bro. I'm I'm looking at, I love you, what bro. But this is... <laughs> Was this an auto-pick? <laughs> it looks oh, like an auto-pick <laughs> 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 I, 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 I spaffed my wild card in game week two and I prefer my current team that fields 10 players. <laughs> oh, Lord. I feel like the Burger King has, thought, has picked this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Chaz's cat picked this one. <laughs> I have three of them. I, I don't think it's yeah, that which bad, one was to it? be honest, Chaz. I don't think it's that bad. What three good things are in this? Go, Elliot. He's got two Newcastle players, which is good because Newcastle are good. Uh, He's got two Chelsea players for... uh, Yeah, sorry, Chaz, that's it. That's all it is, is the two Newcastle players, mate. I mean, the one that upsets me the most is Nico Williams. Like, Yeah, that's... You can't be be starting him, Chazza. He plays for Forrest. Forrest looks awful at the back. He can't be starting. Honestly... Honestly, it upsets me that, that Madison is in there. Yeah, yeah I think I think you gotta get rid of Madison. You got I think you've got to have Salah as well if you're playing a wild card this week. I think you've got to have him. Or some sort of Liverpool cover. I think you Comment, comments are flying in, lads. No, no, Martin Ellie over Madison. People it's say it's madness. Phil Phil Foden. Foden. Nah. Billing in there. <laughs> <laughs> You're missing out on Billen, yeah. <laughs> just, just to yeah. confirm, though, is this wild card for this week, game week twelve or for thirteen? Right, it's for it's for twelve, isn't it? It's for twelve. Yeah, because you because you've not got enough players, have you? I don't think. So, no, I wouldn't have. Yeah, you you mm-hmm. you don't want you don't want to be you want a minimum one City, one Arsenal for thirteen, obviously. Um, so so if you need to then use your transfer on a City player or an Arsenal player, whoever you pick, ideally you want to do that. Thanks for coming. I think we're going to spend an hour pulling this one apart after the podcast, aren't we? 
we, we need an individual podcast just for this. No, what, need a one on one. This is a confessions booth. Get him in the confessions booth. Yeah, this is a This is our next confessions. Absolutely sorted. Mikey uh, in game week 12 are wild carded into Almiron. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait for Almiron to score a hat trick against the Toffees. I tell you what, boys, I cannot wait for it. Mickey. <laughs> right. On a serious note, he could get rid of Almiron, couldn't he? And then yes. on the on the scroll down onto the bench again. Let's have a look who's on this bench. Bloody Ward. He follows everyone. Why is he still going around? <laughs> Um, um, well, how, how much is Kepper? Could you not just get Kepper instead of Ward and then... I've only thought about 10 players on the park at the moment, not goalkeeper department. Okay. Yeah, we'll see what happens come tomorrow. Yeah, okay. I think we'll be sending some example ones through to you. But Madison needs to go. I think that's an obvious one, isn't it? And then um, Almiron needs to go. Obvious one. I think I don't I don't mind Dyer, right? Eric Dyer's had a, a good, pretty stable... That's a good, that's, like, that's a good I think pick he's a decent pick. No one's yeah. really got him either. I think it's a good pick. Chilwell still, I think there's still some question marks over at the minute. Um, just obviously needs to get back in more games, don't he? And then a good run of fixtures for Chelsea would be good. Um, but I think there's a, maybe a couple of ones. I mean, no Liverpool assets either. You're wildcarding. Is, it, is, it, is there a shout there for Liverpool assets? Is, yeah. You know, I, even I, like Robbo. If I was wildcarding, Or Van Dijk, if it's a bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Uh, obviously, no Salah. I got rid of him, to be honest. Should have waited but, a week, Taz. You should have waited a week. Like, nah. literally, Rev was saying, literally, you could have had triple City when no one. No, but if if you saw his team, I think he had seven players that wouldn't be. Yeah, playing. he had to do something, didn't he? I think he, he had, had to do something. But so could you, he get yeah, better? Yeah, get better nine on the park. Couldn't you have used that, or have you, or have you used it earlier in the season? What was it? Freight hit or triple captain? We. You could have used your free hit then, so it could have gone back to your team for game week nah. 13. And then you could Mine have wildcarded into Triple City, Triple Liverpool, Triple Chelsea, whatever you wanted. And you would have had a jump on Arsenal. everyone else. Arsenal as well. Arsenal. You, if you there's would have no had... Arsenal covering this team, that is a very you, good point. You would, have had, you would have had the jump on everybody had you just played your free hit. You could have wildcarded after that. You would have been right as rain for this game week. And you'd have been absolutely golden. Don't let Oli Walker Peel get in your head. Look where he is in the league. What I, what I will say, though. Personally, Tazza, for me, I'd have took the minus eight over the wild, over the wild yeah, card. Yeah, I was going to oh, yeah. say that as well, Reedy. If you can play your wild card next week, I think you'd make up the ground of the minus eight that you would end up playing this week. So I think you'd actually work out fine. But you're obviously locked into your wild card now, which is yeah. fine. Listen, um, this is recoverable. It's not a problem. You'll be all right, Chazza. At least we did the podcast today mate. and not tomorrow because you'd be scrambling before deadline if we'd done a deadline <laughs> stream. <laughs> we're, all go- we're all going to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what, though? Respect to Chazza because, um, you know, as as uh, as Colm's saying in the chat, you know, part of the fun of it is is you do play your own game. And um, and you know he, he's he's shaping up his team here. I like the Kane mm-hmm. pick. I like Tony. I like Holland. You know, I I think yeah, it's a, it's a solid still, team. Still, the, yeah, the, the, the baseline team. is there. The baseline is there. But clear um, lack of you know the ability to jump on Arsenal assets. Um, I I would personally have three City players on my bench, mate. If I was doing it this week, and then I'd, I would drip feed in the Arsenal players over the next three yeah. weeks. Yeah, I would already yeah, yeah. be planning my my transfer mm. for next week would be Martinelli back in my side or Jesus back in my side or Saliba back in my side. Um, I, I agree with what the Rev's saying there. I think you've got to 
have yeah you shouldn't madison is just a no-go i wouldn't bother holding him when you're playing your wild card because i think there's better options okay interesting yeah a lot of food for thought obviously charlie but you've got time mate and it's not all doom and gloom you've got plenty of time so yeah ignore what the boys are saying mate listen they're all idiots just forget them and you do you mate Uh, to be honest i don't care like this is my team Simple yeah. as that. Hey, go on. Go on. Shazza, speed up, speed Raise up. that roof, son. Love Absolutely. that from Shazza. That's fighting that. talk. Yeah. That is fighting the, talk. the point of FPL. And as I said, when Miggy comes back next week and he's scored a hat-trick against Everton, ah, we will all be, we will all be will, laughing. Yeah. Hopefully, don't, hopefully don't take him out then. <laughs> that would be even more fight. awkward, wouldn't it? It's fighting talk, but it's going to be a first-round knockout. Shazza, <laughs> Cap- Captain Miggy. No yeah. Problem. If you're bringing the big players into your team, you've got to captain him. So Miggy speaking, is speaking of captain Zell. Yeah, that is a segue, Jack. We should work in radio because that is a segue, my friend. Chaz, you've uh, you've showed us your wild card, but you've been spot on with your captain picks all season. So this is why we are paying you the big bucks to do the captain picks and uh, not the wild card picks every week. So take it away with your uh, captain's corner, Chaz. No, well, to be fair, I've received no money from you guys at all. So here we are with Captain's Corner. Um, we'll start off with Chris's wallpaper in Mo Salah. And it's a fun week for captaincy because there's no Erling Haaland who's been the Meteor Wiper and seemed to be the avenue for normality since the start of the campaign. And Salah's record against West Ham, it provides optimism for potential captains, but also... It's one of st- statistically his best opponents in the league. In his 10 league appearances, he's managed to score nine goals and have three assists. And in addition, his ownership has plummeted to 26% now. Who would have thought? At one stage, it was 70%. It's like going to, what is it, your Bill's Bargains. I don't know what the UK version it, it is, but there's really not a lot of ownership. And he's had three falls in price since the start of a campaign. And... In addition, Salah scored his third goal of a campaign on Sunday against Man City, scoring a decider in their 1-0 win. It keeps Van Dyke's Anfield home league record intact, but it also keeps another record intact, which is he's returned in every second game week, and in those game weeks, he has scored of an odd number. Game week, no, actually, sorry, not scored, returned. Game weeks 1, 3, 5, 7, 9, and 11. Jeez, I'll save myself there. I've had a long day. Anyways, let's go to the next one. One love, one heart. Let's get together and Kane will be all right. Harry Kane away at Old Trafford coming second to the ever-reliable Mo Salah. Not so reliable this season. He's returned in the last nine game weeks. No other player in the game has achieved this stretch of consistency in-game Spurs have scored and he has scored in three of his last four visits to Old Trafford and this dates back to August 2018. In that spell he has scored four goals alongside and assists and in terms of managerial ownership in the top 1k and top 100 there's respectability being cemented in this player after all this time with a percentage of 52% of managers inside the top 1k having him and 48% inside the top 100 elite managers. Now, we did talk about, I'm pretty sure, Man United's defence. And statistically, they are better 
side at home when it comes to the comes to defending. Only four of their 15 goals conceded to date has come from their home games. And in fact, two of their four have did come from their opening game week defeat, which was 2-1 against Brighton. Who's up next? Alexander Mitrovic. He returned from in his return game from injury, converting from the penalty spot in their two-all draw to Bournemouth. And five of his seven goals have come from home at Craven Cottage thus far. His expected goal numbers of an XG of 5.52 is ranked inside the top five of all players in the league. However, Villa's recent record against Fulham is somewhat impressive. In the two games, Mitrovic has played against Aston Villa. Villa have scored three goals on both occasions. Whether this is somewhat a one-off or a two-off, or Villa have... Fulham's number is debatable. So we'll see on that one. Defensively, Villa have been shaky since the start of a campaign, keeping one clean sheet. Leandro Trossard, we mentioned this player earlier on. And if you're feeling relatively adventurous, you can go with this guy. His upcoming opponents in Nottingham Forest have one of the leakiest defences in the league. They've already conceded 23 so far. And the only side that has had it worse than them is Leicester with 24. And it's in fact reflects on the trend of Forest's clean sheet chances for game week 12. They have a second lowest odds with a clean sheet percentage of 14%. Only West Ham have it lower, although they are travelling to Anfield. Excluding his opening game week trip to Old Trafford, Trossard has recorded a high goal involvement ever since. In Brighton's last nine goals, he's had direct involvement in seven of them, with five goals and two assists. And... As I was typing this earlier today, he's the second most transferred in with 100,000 managers already acquiring his services. He may score a hat-trick this week, but will it be a good pick long-term? We shall see. And the final one. If you don't worry, about a thing. And Dominic is clear. Selank will be all right. If you're feeling bold. Look no further than the Cherries informed striker Dominic Solanke and he's had a really good fantasy patch in the last five game weeks having scored two and (laughs) assisted four. In addition his form in the last six game weeks is ranked inside the top ten. His game week 12 opponents present as a good opportunity to consolidate his form. The Saints themselves have conceded 18 goals in their first ten games and in actual fact the away side hasn't kept a clean sheet also, with a current ownership of 3%, serious gains could occur should he deliver as your man for the armband. And don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be back here on either Thursday or Friday. I'll have to organise. I'm doing Jack's duties for when our next preview stream is for Game Week 13. It's a short turnaround, but as the saying goes, we move. Thank you for coming. Wow. Um, I say it every week, but wow. Just wow. Absolutely brilliant. Um if yeah, uh, yeah, speechless. Don't Boys, to say the, I'm the, the, dead. The, audio. <laughs> the singing. I didn't expect the singing this week. I really didn't. Oh, um, absolute scenes, Chaz, unreal, mate. Can't wait for the album to drop either. Yeah, it's gonna be brilliant. Uh, we need Chaz's EP to drop as soon as possible. But um, it has been a very, very long podcast today, boys. Uh, so we hope to everyone who's been watching along live and everyone listening back to it that you have enjoyed this one. Um, as always, if you have, please give us a like, rating, comment, subscription, all of that good stuff. And we will obviously be back 
uh, for the game week review or preview show for next game week as well. So until then, may all your FPL dreams come true for game week 12. If you're wildcarding, make sure it doesn't look like Chaz's team um, and fingers crossed everything goes all right for you. But until then, stay safe. Goodbye for now, everyone.